the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good afternoon. It is Friday, and it's the Bill Bunkley Show here on our answer stations, our biz stations, and on our faith stations. Welcome to this uh, two hours of keeping you a form every afternoon right here, not only on national, international stories, uh, Florida stories, local stories, a lot to talk about today. Our breaking news in a moment is going to be Iran has really stepped up the stakes uh, in the Strait of Hormuz, two separate British tankers have been seized. And we're going to bring you that story here in just a moment. But uh, first, let's go ahead and take a look at uh, how the markets uh, are faring in terms of reacting to the news of the day and uh, what we are dealing with. And um, been a pretty rough day because uh, the stock market, uh, the S&P 500, NASDAQ, uh, posted the worst week since late May. And what we're seeing that's affecting the market right now is, of course, the two British oil tankers that have been seized. And oil prices, of course, because of uh, the possibility of a uh, disruption in supply, uh, oil prices have moved higher. Um, then uh, we've got um, President Trump uh uh, kind of entering the fray over uh, a confer- conf- uh, controversial Fed speech that he had today, calling for an end to tight policy. President has been more active verbally uh, and to the public uh, via Twitter and events uh, of uh, a discussion Fed policy than any president that I can remember. So I'm sure that traders are looking for that uh, as well. Um and um, you've got uh, some action with J.C. Penney. Uh, they haven't hired their advisors yet to prepare for an in-court restructuring or bankruptcy because we know they are on the ropes for sure. So how the markets uh, close today? The Dow Jones Industrial is off 68.77 to close at 27,152. S&P 500 off 1830 to close at 2976.61.61. NASDAQ off 60.75 to close at 8146.49. That's your market update exclusively for our uh, friends that are listening on the business channel this afternoon. That would be 1380. Glad to have you along the way. Well, coming up on today's program, We're going to be celebrating in a moment 50 years since our first human moon exploration. Uh, Of course, we've already been celebrating for a couple of days the launch, and tomorrow is the 50th anniversary of the first men to step foot on the moon. Also, we've got an exclusive interview coming up with Tuskegee Airmen Lieutenant Colonel Harry Stewart, Jr., 
He's going to be sharing his heroic life story. Uh, He's also written a brand new book with Philip Handelman entitled Soaring to Glory, a Tuskegee Airman's First-Hand Account of World War II. And guess what? We got five of these books that are ready to give away at the end of the month, July 31st. This is our Regnery uh, sister organization under the Salem Media Umbrella. This is our Regnery Book of the Month, and so you can go to our Regnery sites uh, if you want to find out more about that. I'll have those websites in just a moment, but he'll be joining us. And uh, then we're going to have an opportunity to uh, take a little nostalgic look back. Paul Batura uh, was with me a few weeks ago, and uh, we're going to listen in again to our discussion about uh, the benefit of big families. Not just a big house, but big families in those relationships, uh, both uh, for kids growing up and getting older. And then we'll head on out to California. Uh, Evie Bear Carroll is going to be with us with Movie Guide. Today's the day. Lion King has opened. A lot of critics out there, but uh, I don't think the people are tracking with the critics. Uh, her and I are going to have uh, an in-depth discussion as to why is it nostalgia? Is it because of the first Lion King in 1994? Is it because Simba has grown up and is now an adult lion? Are people having psychological issues as far as the critics are concerned? Well, we'll talk about why it's getting trashed by some, but very well liked by the audiences who have seen it. That's coming up in the second hour. Well, as uh, you're aware, it looks like that Iran is uh, getting ready to call the bluff of the United States. Uh, the West, and now Great Britain. Uh, Great Norman is reporting with Fox News this afternoon. The latest is that Iran has seized two British-operated oil tankers in the Strait of Hormuz today. And this is a fresh escalation of tensions between Tehran and the West. United Kingdom-flagged Stena Impero, which has a crew of 23 members aboard, It was approached by unidentified small crafts as well as a helicopter as it was transiting the Strait of Hormuz while the vessel was clearly in international waters. Stena Bulk is the shipping company that owns the vessel, and they said that they are presently presently unable to contact the vessel, and they can tell and we're monitoring it with our military and other assets. It has been taken over, hijacked as far as I'm concerned, and it's heading north towards Iran. Iran's Revolutionary Guard forces, in a statement on their website, they say the ship was seized for, quote, noncompliance with international maritime laws and regulations and is being brought to an unnamed Iranian port, according to the, to, to the Associated Press. Websites tracking the ship's path showed it turned sharply in the direction of Iran's Qasim Island instead of its intended destination of Saudi Arabia. As far as a spokesperson for the U.K. government, they released a statement to Fox News, said we are urgently seeking further information in assessing the situation following reports of an incident in the Gulf. About an hour later, a Liberian flag tanker operated by a British company 
was the second tanker seized today by Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps and was seen on maritime tracking devices making a turn toward Iran as well. UK Foreign Secretary Jeremy Hunt said in a statement on Friday that he was extremely concerned by the seizure of the two naval vessels by Iranian authorities in the Strait of Hormuz, adding that the crew on both ships uh, compromise of a range of nationalities. And uh, to his understanding, though, he does not believe there are any British citizens on board either ship. He went on to say that their ambassador in Tehran is in contact with the Iranian Ministry of Foreign Affairs to resolve the situation, and we are working closely with international partners. And as uh, we go on to talk about this story, they're worried about the safety and the free transit in the area. President Trump weighed in a little while ago. He said, and I quote, nothing but trouble. And said that, yes, we have heard that one, we have heard that two tankers have been seized. He went on to say, Iran is showing their colors. Iran is in big trouble right now. Their economy is crashing. It's coming to a crash. It's very easy to straighten out or it's very easy for us to make it worse. And, of course, this is the second situation uh, over a week. Um, and so we're going to continue to monitor this. But this is definitely escalating the situation. And um, what kind of response will be coming or not coming, we'll continue to take a look. We also got a report that uh, there was a United States warship that felt threatened by an Iranian drone. That drone, according to reports, has been uh, taken down. And so um, let's keep our eye on the region, and uh, this escalation is going to possibly, uh, at some point, bring us to some sort of uh, of action. Unless there's some kind of agreement. So that action is what we're going to be watching to, to see um, how much further we're going to be getting involved in this. Well, our phone lines are open at 877-943-9673. That's 877-943-9673. Well, before we take a break in a moment, uh, today is a very, very important day that I want to talk about. And it's only because it's wrapped between an important space launch and some very brave heroes Uh, two of which walked on the face of the moon 50 years ago tomorrow. And so when we think about uh, the command pilot Neil Armstrong, as well as the lunar module, remember the module was called Eagle, the Eagle has landed, well, the pilot of the module was Buzz Aldrin. Those were two of the three astronauts that took those heroic steps down the ladder while astronaut Michael Collins was circling the moon above in uh, the spacecraft that would uh, ultimately uh, redock with uh, the lunar module, and it would safely bring all three astronauts back to the United States of America. Got a question for you. Number one, were you born... 50 years ago to where you can remember that very historic day. 
And so I want to ask you, by chance, do you remember where you were at when that history unfolded, if in fact you were born and you remember it? Well, for me, let me just share, I was, um, I was the age of my son, Zach, right now. I was 13 years of age. Of course, I was born and raised here in Tampa, Florida. Grew up on St. Isabel Street. And so I can tell you that uh, I was fascinated with anything that had to do with space travel. Um, the Mercury series, the um, Gemini series, all of the space flights that uh, led up to, well, Apollo 11. Even even the very sad day that three of our astronauts were taken from us on that on that flash fire on top of the pad there at the Kennedy Space Center. And as I remember it, it was after dark. It was in the evening. And we were huddled up, my mom, my dad, and me. Uh, my brother was not there. My little brother was not there. I can't remember the circumstances why, but uh, he was 23. I think he was even, he's moved out by then. But anyway, we are there huddled up in our living room. And our eyes were fixed on the uh, images that were coming back from the moon. And if you remember that, that was black and white images we were watching. I think we still had a black and white TV then. And when I come back, I'll continue to reminisce. If you'd like to share some thoughts about Apollo 11 from your early ages in life, phone lines are open at 877-943-9673, 877-943-9673. I'm Bill Bunkley. Reminding you that if you ever have a question or comment, you can email us at afternoons at letstalkfaith.com. Afternoons at letstalkfaith.com. Also, you can go to letstalkfaith.com after the show is over and download the podcast, take it with you, or listen to it online. And as always, please, on your Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, email, wherever, if you would recommend, if you enjoy the Bill Bunkley Show and uh, you feel comfortable in recommending us, Please recommend us. That's the best. That's the best form of advertising. I'm Bill Bunkley. More on Apollo 11. Oh wow! It can't be. Oh yes, yes, yes. Oh, where have you been? If you snore, the first time you use mute can be quite an experience. <laughs> I can breathe. I can breathe. Snoring can happen when your nose is blocked, forcing you to breathe through your mouth. Mute is a comfortable nasal breathing device designed to increase airflow through the nose by gently opening the airways. (laughs) Thanks to Mute, you get all the air you need through your nose and not your mouth, which means less snoring and more chance of sleep. Oh, that's the best night I've had in years. In trials, 75% of couples reported a reduction in snoring when using Mute. Available at Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid and other fine stores. To find your local store or for more information, go to MuteSnoring.com. Mute. Breathe more, snore less, sleep better. Austin is a junior at Sarasota Christian School. I just love that every class is not just about the subject. Not only are you learning mentally and, and growing in the subjects that you're getting, you're also getting a spiritual aspect that you don't really get at another school. Academics are important, but there's no higher priority than spiritual growth and development within a caring community. 
not a lot of schools have like a retreat where you actually get to go develop as a Christian, but you're also just growing in friendship. From pre-K through 12th grade, Sarasota Christian is a school where your child will feel accepted immediately, be cared for deeply, and never be made to feel like an outsider. Yeah, I've always felt welcome here, and that's one of our biggest things that we pride ourselves on. We're really good at inviting and being able to bring kids in and become really great friends. Sarasota Christian School, dedicated to Christ and your child's success since 1958. Schedule a tour at sarasotachristian.org. That's sarasotachristian.org. And every time it rains, it rains. And it's from heaven. Don't you know each cloud contains banners from heaven? You'll find your fortune falling all over town. Here we're back, Bill Bunkley here, and I want to get back to our conversation about uh, Apollo 11. And maybe where you were at during that uh, exciting string of days that I know in our household was very special. Also coming up in just a few moments, we're going to get a chance to talk with a true American hero. Joining us, one of the 14 living individuals who were part of the Tuskegee Airmen. And I'm going to have a chance to chat with Lieutenant Colonel, Lieutenant Colonel Harry T. Stewart, Jr. And a brand new book, Soaring to Glory. And the book is about his firsthand account of... Uh, his combat actions in World War II, written along with Philip uh, Handelman. And uh, Colonel Stewart's going to be with us in just a few moments. 877-943-9673. Mark in Tampa is joining us. Mark, welcome to the program. Thank you. Uh, my father, who is a veteran, he he grew, he grew lived to be 96, just passed away about two months ago. He took my brother and I from Jacksonville. We were twins. We were 10 years old. Uh, took us from there to, you know, near the site where the launch took place. And I, I remember it was very dark, and my brother and I got the T-shirts and everything. But I'm sure my father recognized that that was going to be a very important thing in history that uh, we would remember. And, uh, of course, we did. And then uh, I remember sitting in school uh, watching the uh, astronauts uh, climb out of the uh, space module either that or at home i can't remember which but uh i think but, it was at night so you might have been at home if you were in jacksonville at least that's my recollection yeah so uh anyway uh so yeah my father he was a uh he was he was in world war Two. he was in the the communication platoon of the 397th uh regiment of the 100th infantry id and uh he uh, helped. He participated in the liberation of that was called Bitch France, and uh, uh, he he did a lot of things. And he just died a couple of years ago. And these kind of things, you know, are, are are good for Americans, you know, to to remember. And I, you know, my father was a great example, of course. And then this uh, Apollo launch, it's, it's just a great thing in our history. And these are the kind of things we have to hold on to. And, you know, there's a lot of whitewashing going on, a lot of people who, who don't want uh, this history to go forth. But did your dad, as a World War II veteran, was he uh, talkative about his experiences, or was he sort of quiet about it? He he was pretty quiet about it, and it wasn't until I got all those documents uh, about a year before he died that, that uh, had some citations about what he did, and I, he, he was... 
All right, Matt, you dropped your call. Uh, so, Matt, we cannot hear you. Your cell phone dropped. But let me just let me just say this about what you just shared. You know, um, my, my, my mom and dad both were, were both the same way, particularly my dad, who served out in the Pacific, uh, uh, surrounded by the Japanese. Um, but I want to say that every time I ask somebody about World War II, it's hard to get, you know, just like this, this testimony from Matt, it's hard to get anything out of them. And here it wasn't until he had some documentation uh, while his dad was well in his 90s that he had a chance to get that. And uh, if Matt had still been with us, I I would have asked him about heroes. Because not only, uh, there's no doubt as I look at my dad as my hero, he looked at his dad as as his hero. Um, But I remember thinking, and I I guess I was three years older than Matt, uh, the bravery. I mean, first of all, if you have ever, uh, well, I'll tell you what, if you've ever looked at the Gemini capsule that Alan Shepard and John Glenn, I mean, it, it was, it, it, it's not big at all. And if you, you know, um, are afraid of tight spaces, uh, you're not going to be an astronaut. Gemini was a little bit bigger, uh, but, but of course, even if you look at the, the command module that is what was circling the earth and what brought them back these men get in these in these rockets and uh, they go and they come back and then of course the atmosphere is uh, of the earth is not uh, a very amenable place to come back to and you've got to have the sheet shield you got to hit it just right but I really feel bad for the kids of today because they're not getting history. They don't really know why or how to gaze up at the stars at night. They are not taught to spend a few moments and step aside from time to time to really learn about some of the great Americans and some of the great people across the globe who have contributed greatly to a a lot of the technology and pleasures and, of course, the freedom that we have today. But I want to tell you that uh, I was one of those kids. I I, I would be willing to bet that I had, I'm not a betting guy, but uh, I'd be willing to say that just about every, whether it was Ravel or whoever the model kit maker was back then, I believe I had every spacecraft, had a lot of them, uh, you know, thumbtacks with the uh, sewing thread hanging from the roof of my my bedroom. And I know there's some of you listening here today that uh, you made those same models and you just just glorified in what we were doing. And so I just want to tell you that as Mark was sharing, he had that opportunity with his dad, man. If you had a chance to see any of this and all the other things you experienced in history and you have not shared that with your kids, you have not shared that with your grandkids, you know, let's just take this. Please share about what it was like 50 years ago leading up to the launch of Apollo 11, the fearfulness of some that the astronauts may not come back, But that whole experience, because I want to tell you, 
just like Mark was blessed in the latter years of his dad's life to be able to spark some of that oral history, oral history and the eyewitness accounts that it represents. You know, I think that especially if you get that on video, that is the preservation of the stories of history that are the most meaningful. And so this weekend we celebrate Apollo 11. But let's just take time to think about what it really means. There's a lot of special things on television, cable, in salute of this very important time. Take advantage of it. Well, I want to tell you that coming up, we are excited because we have a true American hero with us. Only 14 of the original flyers in the squadron of the Tuskegee Airmen are still alive. One of those individuals, Lieutenant Colonel Harry T. Stewart Jr., is going to be with us. His new book, Soaring to Glory, a Tuskegee Airman's first-hand account of World War II. Uh, he, along with Philip Handelman, have authored this book. He's going to be my guest in a moment. Don't miss that. And if the kids are around, tell them who the Tuskegee Airmen were and uh, take a listen. I'm Bill Bunkley. Be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. British Foreign Secretary Jeremy Hunt says two vessels have been seized by Iranian authorities in the Strait of Hormuz. Hunt will shortly attend an emergency government session to see what can be done to secure the release of the two vessels. He says they are a British flag vessel and a Liberian flag vessel. President Trump says the British are American allies and he will be in contact with them concerning this situation. A U.S. appeals court has sided with the Trump administration, ruling that state and federal programs already in place ensure that mining companies take financial responsibility for future pollution cleanups. President Trump says he will nominate lawyer Eugene Scalia to be his new labor secretary. Scalia, the son of Supreme Court Justice Antonin Scalia. Stocks lower, the Dow fell 69 points, the Nasdaq off 61. This is SRN News. You're a firstborn, and you're talking to your firstborn wife. Now, lots of times you might just say, all right, listen, this is what we're going to do. Bingo. <laughs> the hairs go up. I mean, the ears are back. Your birth order may affect how you communicate with your spouse. This is Focus on the Family Minute, and psychologist Dr. Kevin Lehman gives an example of how to rephrase your words to sound less demanding. Hey, honey, um, I'd like to ask your opinion about something that I've really been struggling with. Now, the ears are open, the heart's open, you're on the right track. So when you say, put some meat on the bone here for us, those are the kinds of things you learn to say to your bride or to your groom. So use phrases like, I was wondering about, or can you help me think this through? That'll soften your approach and engage a conversation. More advice from Dr. Kevin Lehman at FamilyMinute.org. The following message is brought to you by Health Markets, your first choice when you need health insurance for your small business. Do you offer health insurance to your employees? Call us now and see if you can save money. Do you want to offer vision and dental to your employees? Call us. Do you think you're paying too much for your current health insurance? 
Call us. Do you want somebody else to do all the legwork and search thousands of health plans from over 180 health insurance companies nationwide? Call us. We're Health Markets, and thanks to a little-known solution, we could help your business save thousands of dollars on health insurance costs and save your employees money, too. Our service is free. Don't miss the great savings. Call now. 800-651-3235. 800-651-3235. 800-651-3235. That's 800-651-3235. Health Markets Insurance Agency is DBA of InSphere Insurance Solutions, Inc. Licensed in all states. Product availability varies. Who do you work for? Weekday afternoons at 3. Join Jim and Martha Brangenberg for I Work For Him. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, your car payment, yourself, or your lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I work for him. Weekdays at 3 p.m. on Faith Talk AM 570, AM 910, and FM 102.1. Imagine if I told you that an earthquake was going to hit tomorrow right where you live. That it would be 6.5 in magnitude with aftershocks occurring twice 25 minutes apart. You'd no doubt talk with your loved ones and you'd make a plan today. It's true. I can't tell you an earthquake will happen tomorrow. But what if it does? Shouldn't you have a plan? Go to ready.gov communicate and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. We're back. Bill Bunkley with the Bill Bunkley Show, and uh, this is going to be one special segment because we have a true American hero is going to be sharing with us in just a moment. And uh, he's not a hero just because he's one of the Tuskegee Airmen, the heroes of World War II. Only 14 of he and his, uh, his uh, colleagues are still alive today. And uh, today we're going to talk about the life story of Lieutenant Colonel Harry T. Stewart, Jr. And it's not just his time with Tuskegee and the Airmen, but it's also a lot about the life that he lived in a country that didn't fully accept him because the signs of the times. The book I'm highly recommending this afternoon is Soaring to Glory, a Tuskegee Airman's first, first-hand account of World War II. And with that, uh, Colonel Stewart, it is good to have you with us today. Very much. You know, I want to just set this up, and some of it is a couple of words that I have ceased using a long time ago, but I think this is the best way for especially those, the kids that are listening, to understand. You know, back in the day, colored people aren't accepted as airline pilots. The Negro type has not been the proper does not have the proper reflexes to make a first-class fighter pilot. And these were the words, the degrading words, that faced 18-year-old, my guest, Lieutenant Colonel Harry Stewart, Jr. As he persevered, he traveled in a segregated rail car to Army base training in Mississippi in 1943. 
Two years later, the 21-year-old African-American found himself uh, not in New York, but he was at the controls of the mighty P-51 Mustang. And he was looking for German Luftwaffe aircraft about 5,000 feet over the country of Austria. And by the end of World War II, he had done something nobody could take away from him. He had become an American hero, and he's going to talk about that. And talk about somebody who was overqualified to be a commercial airline pilot, but it didn't go so well. With that introduction, um, you've seen a lot, and we are so pleased that you have shared your account with uh, Philip Handelman, your co-author. After all these years and what you've been through, what do you hope to accomplish by telling your story today? Well, I hope to send a message to uh, youngsters who aspire towards uh, higher uh, loss as far as their future is concerned, their jobs, their schooling, uh, uh, all together. And that is to uh, persevere, as the word you used, in anything uh, that they do and uh, set their goals and uh, uh, keep their eye on the prize as far as that's concerned and uh, do not let anything distract them from uh, their goals or keeping their eye on the prize and uh, persevere, as we mentioned before, and try to do the best they can in uh, their endeavors. You were flying with the the mighty Red Tails, and um, on your accomplishments, 43 missions and in one day alone, you took down three German fighters. And this is at a time where segregation, separate restrooms, separate fountains, and you were looked down upon as not being equal as a human being, but yet you were proving them wrong, which would be proved wrong day in and day out. Your perseverance to be able to just take what you took from the public at large and then to go and to perform so magnificently in terms of what you were called to do, the fight for the freedom in our country, freedom that others weren't giving you. Tell us a little bit how all that really came together day in and day out, day in and day out, especially nights where you're by yourself in basic training, you're there, you know, with all of your colleagues. Talk about that. Well, I, I guess it starts from the belief I had in the, uh, our country and specifically the Constitution of the United States. Even though uh, the precepts were not practiced uh, that much uh, at the time, uh, I, I had confidence in that. I was, uh, I was steeped in patriotism when I was a youngster in school, and I know that every day in the class, the first class we attended, uh, I was asked to put my right hand over my heart and uh, recite the presidents of the United States. Uh, that became inculcated in me and just a part of me. And uh, when the World War II on, I, I thought it uh, no more than my duty to go ahead and fight for my country and with the uh, idea that... Uh, uh, those rights and privileges that are contained in the uh, Bill of Rights there would uh, eventually come my way. And I think they did. Uh, uh, it, in comparing uh, what I experienced prior to World War II and what I uh, experienced today, it's such a vast difference. Unless you live through the and can see 
at the time there, uh, you couldn't see how broad uh, that change is. Uh, I, I'll agree that uh, we still have a, a, a way to go, but uh, looking back on the past, the change has just been uh, phenomenal. And uh, I, uh, I have faith in the government and faith in my country uh, mm. uh, all during that time. Mm. If you're just joining us, an American hero is on our program today. I'm talking about Lieutenant Colonel Harry T. Stewart, Jr., one of the 14 remaining living legends from the Tuskegee Airmen. And he, along with uh, Philip Handelman, have written a brand-new book, Soaring to Glory, a Tuskegee Airman's First-Hand Account of World War II. It's not just about World War II. We'll talk about it. have got a few moments left that I want to cover uh, after the war and uh, what happened when he w- could have flown any commercial aircraft. But this is a story for our youth. This is the story for generations of today because history is being so, uh, you know, manipulated by many in this country that we need to understand the true aspects of history and the men and women who lived it. Now, when the war was over, and, and there's so much we could talk about, but you got to get the book. I highly recommend it. But even uh, when you return stateside, this was the point where were these uh, Tuskegee Airmen, were they really, really, were they really that good or not? And, of course, all of the prejudice was, well, they're not really, weren't really that good. But you came back and there was a little competition. And uh, you had a competition in terms of who was going to be the top gunnery uh, individual, plane, unit, et cetera, et cetera. Talk about that. And then I want to talk about the horrible experience you had with the airlines. Well, I think as an example, we can go back to the movie picture with Tom Cruise called Top Gun. Uh, in 1949, the commanding people of the Air Force decided to have a uh, three representatives from all of the fighter groups uh, within the United States Air Force in this country compete. Uh, the proving grounds were to be out at uh, Frenchman Flex near uh, Las Vegas, Nevada, and it involved aerial gunnery at uh, 20,000 feet, aerial gunnery at 10,000 feet, skip bombing, uh, dive bombing, uh, uh, rocketry, and uh, a couple of other events there. But it took place over a 10-day period and, as I said, involved all the groups uh, uh, in the uh, uh, country here. Uh, when that competition was over, the uh, overall winners uh, of the piston class, that's the uh, regular uh, non-jet class, uh, was the uh, Tuskegee Airmen, the three Tuskegee Airmen who performed. And I think that uh, showed that it was just proven that uh, the ability of the Tuskegee Airmen was on par with uh, any of the other uh, pilots or groups in the uh, in the United States at the time. Mm. I've got about two minutes left, but I want to get to, and I just want to just really have our, our audience really get interested in getting your book. By the end of the war, and we had two major airlines, and, and you were watching those skies. You were watching these beautiful jetliners in the passenger, commercial passenger business. And uh, what happened was you knew at the time that uh, African Americans were not welcome to apply. But that didn't stop you. 
you went to apply, and then the reality, the, the, the horrible aspects of the segregation and the stereotypes, you went and applied, and, and even though uh, one of the executives who might have been a little sympathetic, you understand where he was coming from and you know, to the point of uh, it's more of the public sentiment. But tell us about your experience, and, and then tell them what he said about what the passenger reaction would be to seeing you pilot a commercial plane. Well, uh, certainly we talk about the two airlines there. One of them uh, rejected me outright, but this was the, uh, I guess, the personnel officer in the other airline that I applied to, and he tried to rationalize his reason or the airline's reason for not accepting me, and he said, uh, just imagine yourself as a passenger and a, uh, a black person in the uniform of the airline was to walk down the uh, aisle and get into the cockpit and start the engines up and get ready to uh, uh, take the aircraft off. And he said uh, it would seem as though the uh, continents of the passengers in, uh, uh, as far as that airline was concerned would be terribly diminished. And this is the reason why uh, we have this policy at this time. Hmm. I am not African-American, and I will tell you there's no way that I can imagine what you went through. I can't imagine how you felt, and I certainly admire the fact that uh, you followed your compass, you followed your course, and even through the, re- even through the rejection, uh, what, what a story you have told. And I just want to tell my audience in closing that there's no doubt that uh, not only Colonel Stewart and his colleagues with the Tuskegee Airmen, they were very, very, very crucial in beginning to put those foundations of this country trying to catch up with those ideals in our U.S. Constitution about all men are equal. And there is no doubt, not limited to the fact that they played a major role in the future, integration of the Air Force, the Armed Forces, but uh, integration in many, many areas. And so we're out of time. But I just want to tell you, Lieutenant Colonel Harry T. Stewart, I want to thank you for your service. I want to thank you for the example you set for yourself and all African Americans. And most importantly, I'm thanking you even this moment, this day of what you said of your faith in America and the example you're setting for our young people, our young kids. Thank you so much, and thank you so much for being with us, my friend. Thank you very much, and I'm pleased that you had me on your program. Well, I'm praying for millions of books to be sold. Have a great weekend. Thank you. Thank you. Highly recommending it. Pick up your copy today wherever books are sold. Get it ordered. Soaring to Glory, a Tuskegee Airman's first-hand account of World War II. Uh, written by Lieutenant Colonel Harry T. Stewart, Jr., my guest today, and Philip Handelman. Tell you what, think about my daddy out in the Pacific, Army Air Corps, and I think about uh, Colonel Stewart. Boy, I tell you what, it would have been an honor to hang out now with any of these 14 heroes or to hang out with them in the day. More of the Bill Bunkley Show coming up in a moment. Don't go away. I'll be right back. Jesus in the sky. 
world-famous novelist recently analyzed his priorities after reading that the average American spends more than eight hours a day in front of some kind of digital media screen. He was shocked to discover that between his television, computer, and cell phone, he spent just slightly less time than the average person. He immediately began rearranging his schedule to make better use of the remaining years of his life. The Bible encourages us to redeem the time in light of the fast approaching end of this world as we know it. So consider your time today, whether tomorrow you'll wish you had spent it differently. This is David Jeremiah, encouraging you to get on the road to new life. Discover God's priorities on Route 66. Route 66, driving the word home. Log on to Route66life.com. Start your journey home today. So you sit down and do your budget, and you look at all your monthly costs and your bills and your income, and it seems like there's never quite enough. You know what would really help, finding $500 a month to help balance things out. That is the typical savings, $500 a month for a family when you switch to MediShare for your health care. And when it comes to health care sharing ministries, MediShare is really the gold standard. It's been around for 25 years and has more than 400,000 members. It's been around so long and grown so much because it works. And whether you're single or married or have kids, this could make sitting down to do a monthly budget a lot more fun. $500 a month can more than cover a car payment or payback loans, whatever. So join MediShare and go out to dinner to celebrate. Here's the number to call. They are incredibly kind and helpful to talk to. 844-41-BIBLE. That's 844-41-BIBLE. 844-41-BIBLE. Did you know the human body does not make its own vitamin C? Taking vitamin C is one of the best things you can do for your health, and aqua powders is the best way to get vitamin C. Aqua powders vitamin C is delicious when added to water and provides you with 2,000 milligrams of vitamin C to boost your immune system and increase your energy. Transform your water into wellness with Aqua Powders Vitamin C, available at Amazon. That's Aqua Powders with a Z, available at Amazon. We're surrounded by noise, bombarded by information, messages struggling to get attention, so many choices and ways to reach customers. Your message needs to cut through and stand out. Today's technology can do that, but you need the resources and know-how to make it all work. You need Salem Surround. With all the digital marketing tools available and necessary to compete in today's business world, you need to know how to use all the options efficiently. Our team at Salem Surround has the expertise to manage all your digital marketing under one roof. We know digital marketing and how to deliver customers so you can run your business. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and some great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. For no limitations on how and where you can reach customers, there's Salem Surround, total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more at surroundtampa.com. Surroundtampa.com, connecting you with new customers. Hi, I'm Brian Golden, lead pastor of Centerpoint Church, and I want to invite you to tune into Unfiltered Radio. Whether you're a skeptic, maybe you've been hurt by the church, or you are a Jesus follower, we want to help you in your journey of faith or investigating faith. 
On Unfiltered, we're honest. We try to speak at street level about what it means to follow Jesus and his teaching. And what you'll discover may lead you to give Jesus another look. Listen to Unfiltered Radio with Bryant Golden. Weeknights at 6.30 on Faith Talk 570, 910, and FM 102.1. Bill Bunkley to wrap up the first hour here on the Bill Bunkley Show. I want to remind you that um, the book, what, what a refreshing segment in all of what we have to deal with and account for on the Bill Bunkley Show to keep you up to date with important things in the culture from a conservative, socially conservative Christian worldview. What a refreshing time to take a moment to look at a, an individual I mean, here's a guy, 43 missions, shooting down the German Luftwaffe to preserve to preserve freedom from the Nazis, freedom for America, freedom from the Nazis, freedom for America. And he comes back, and I'm being utterly rejected. When you get the book you'll read about how the receptionist didn't really know how to handle it because everybody knew, you know, black folks, you you know, you're not going to fly any airplanes for passengers. Don't even come and apply. So what does uh, Colonel Stewart do? He goes, he goes and says he wants to apply. And uh, one of the two airlines, the receptionist didn't quite know how to handle it. Like, like, doesn't he know? Well, anyway, this is a book you need to get. But you can also try and win one for a friend. And what I mean by that is I, I really recommend you picking up a copy of this book. Our sister organization comes from Regnery History. Uh, Soaring to Glory, a Tuskegee Airman's First-Hand Account of World War II. That's the book we were talking about, Lieutenant, Car- Lieutenant Colonel Harry T. Stewart, Jr., and uh, pick up a copy of this book. Order from Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, whatnot. But also go to our websites, and uh, you can order it. Uh, excuse me, you can apply on our websites to win it, because this is our Regnery Book of the Month, and it's going to give you an opportunity each day between now and the end of the month to um, be able to win one of these. So go right now to either TheAnswerTampa.com, that's for our 860 station, or uh, you can go to TheAnswerSarasota.com, that's for AM 930. But uh, register each and every day when you think about it on our websites, TheAnswerTampa.com or TheAnswerSarasota.com, every day between now and the end of the month, and five of you are going to be drawn to win this special book. And the reason why I say, you know, don't hold out to see if you win it, because you might win it, but I think if you go ahead and invest in this one to uh, take a good read, 
boy, by the time you win that book, you'll be you'll be wanting to give that to your best bud, your best friend. But um, you know, in the world that we live in, and uh, the nonsense that's going on in Washington, and the, the petty battles that we have to endure, you know, right now there are men and women on the front lines of our national defense. Right now, there are men and women on our warships in the Persian Gulf. There are men and women who are right there uh, commanding the drones and uh, uh, keeping an eye on the action and the two seized tankers in the Sea of Hormuz. we got men and women in the Navy who are keeping an eye on China's expansion in the northern Pacific. We have Air Force and Marine and Navy pilots uh, who are flying the skies over uh, the Persian Gulf in the areas of the Middle East, offshore of North Korea, offshore of China. And they are there potentially in harm's way in in the powder keg of the world. And uh, they've got the same spirit as Colonel Stewart. So I hope that you will keep uh, not only uh, Colonel Stewart and his uh, other 13 colleagues still alive from the Tuskegee Airmen, keep them in your prayers. Ask God to bless them. I'm, I'm, I'm just hoping that a lot of people will hear about this book and pick up a copy. It's part of our history. It's part of the reason why there have been a lot of unfair things done to you and I. Certainly, uh, I can't think to the level of uh, Colonel Stewart. African Americans, and of course, how about our Native Americans? But you know, a lot of countries haven't made any progress in those areas, and the oppression is still very, very intense today. America's made a lot of strides, and we continue to make a lot of strides. That's why we're good, not perfect, not without mistakes, but we're supporting. Well, reminding you once again <clears throat> that um, I'm going to be taking a little vacation next week. You're going to be up with uh, Trail Life USA, the first national conference at the Georgia Baptist uh, area, Assembly uh, area um, up in uh, Tacoa, Georgia. be up there with Tony and uh, Mr. Zach, my son as well. And uh, I'll be sharing a little bit about uh, how to put together national, international trips with uh, some other colleagues that are going to be emphasizing that next move. Well, coming up next, we're going to have a chance to talk with Paul Batera about uh, big families are really a blessing and with uh, um, a little look with Movie Guide as to the big movie Lion King. All that and more coming up in a moment. Don't go away. I'm Bill Bunkley. Austin is a junior at Sarasota Christian School. I just love that Every class is not just about the subject. Not only are you learning mentally and and growing in the subjects that you're getting, you're also getting a spiritual aspect that you don't really get at another school. Academics are important, but there's no higher priority than spiritual growth and development within a caring community. Not a lot of schools have like a retreat where you actually get to go develop as a Christian, but you're also just growing in friendship. From pre-K through 12th grade, Sarasota Christian is a school where your child will feel accepted immediately, be cared for deeply, 
and never be made to feel like an outsider. Yeah, I've always felt welcome here, and that's one of our biggest things that we pride ourselves on. We're really good at inviting and being able to bring kids in and become really great friends. Sarasota Christian School, dedicated to Christ and your child's success since 1958. Schedule a tour at sarasotachristian.org. That's sarasotachristian.org. Faith Talk 570 WTBN Pinellas Park. Online at letstalkfaith.com. A service of the Salem Media Group. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters. Iran said Friday it seized both a British oil tanker and a Liberian-flagged oil tanker in the Strait of Hormuz, a fresh escalation in tensions between Tehran and the West. More from the BBC's Jonathan Beale. We know that this uh, tanker, this British-flagged tanker, left uh, Fajera, which is in the Emirates. You know, it looks like it is in Iranian hands. The Iranians have confirmed it. The Revolutionary Guard uh, say they have taken it. And as you say, the reason they've given is not following international maritime regulations. Another Iranian source saying it was causing problems. I think you have to take that with a pinch of salt uh, because we know that Iran was seeking revenge, essentially, for what Britain did, or what they see as what Britain did, by seizing a tanker with Iranian oil off the coast of Gibraltar earlier this month. Just before leaving the White House today, President Trump told reporters Iran is nothing but trouble. I know that it's not American ship, it's UK. I guess it could be one, could be two. And we'll be speaking to them. They have a new prime minister coming soon, and that's a good thing for the UK. British Foreign Secretary Jeremy Hunt confirmed the two vessels have been seized by Iranian authorities. Officials are warning people along the East Coast to be prepared for hot weather the next few days. It looks like it will be three hot days, especially along the East Coast, where the high temperatures will be near 100 degrees in the major metropolitan areas from Washington up to Boston. New York Mayor Bill de Blasio says residents must take steps to protect themselves from the extreme heat forecast for this weekend. Take this weather seriously. We have not seen temperatures like this in at least seven years. We haven't seen this many concentrated hot days in a long, long time. Uh, take this very seriously. De Blasio directed owners of office buildings over 100 feet tall to set thermostats to 78 degrees through Sunday. On Wall Street, the Dow down by 68 points. The Nasdaq dropped 60. The S&P lower by 18. More on these stories at townhall.com. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-607-3551. That's 800-607-3551. 800-607-3551. Or go to selectquote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. The Senate is debating whether to put a spending cap on the 9-11 responders bill. Republican Mike Lee of Utah says a bill takes the unprecedented step of authorizing and funding 
uh, something uh, until 2092. Combined, Lee notes with language pre-authorizing what it calls, quote, such sums as are necessary. Uh, creates problems. No problem, insists New York Democrat Kirsten Gillibrand. There's going to be no fraud. There's going to be no disuse. But Lee says he's not so sure those in coming years can really be trusted to make sure that money goes to those it's designed to help. Rather than government bureaucrats themselves. Bob Agnew, Capitol Hill. A Florida sheriff launched an investigation into whether his department properly monitored the wealthy financier Jeffrey Epstein while he was serving a sentence for sex trafficking minor girls. The inquiry will focus on whether deputies assigned to monitor Epstein in a work release program violated any rules or regulations. All aspects of the matter will be fully investigated, they say. News and analysis at townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters. A strong earthquake hit near the Greek capital of Athens, causing residents to run into the street in fear and firefighters to check for people trapped in elevators. The Athens Institute of Geodynamics gave the earthquake a preliminary magnitude of 5.1, but the U.S. Geological Survey gave it a preliminary magnitude of 5.3. The Athens Institute says the quake struck at 2.13 p.m. local time, about 13.7 miles north of Athens. The quake sparked limited power cuts and communication problems around Athens, and the fire brigade reported receiving calls about people being trapped in elevators. I'm Zaria Shakili. The U.S. government will expand its policy requiring asylum seekers to wait outside the country. The Department of Homeland Security says it will implement its migrant protection protocols in Brownsville, Texas, across the border from Matamoros, Mexico. More on these stories available at townhall.com. Christ demands first place. There's no room on the throne of your heart for two gods. This is the Bill Bunkley Show on Faith Talk 570 and 910 WTBN. Our rights come from nature and God and not from government. History will record with the greatest astonishment that those who had the most to lose did the least to prevent its happening. Phone lines are open. In Hillsboro, 813-287-5700 or toll-free 1-877-943-9673. As for me and my house, we've already made a decision. We are going to serve the Lord. And that's a decision that every single person here tonight has to make. You either have to decide that you're going to serve the gods of materialism all around or the true and the living God. And now, the president of the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberties Commission. Here's Bill Bunkley. Hey, welcome back. It's Friday afternoon. And as we're celebrating uh, over the last few days and, of course, tomorrow, the historic moon landing of Apollo 11, we've got some more to offer you during this hour. And coming up in just a moment, we're going to have an opportunity to revisit a discussion I had with Paul Batura. Focus on the family. And that's about big families bring more happiness than big homes. And uh, going to have that chat coming up in just a few moments. And I think you're going to enjoy having a chance to revisit that. Then later on this hour, well, it's one of those opportunities, those days, those Friday afternoons that I get with movie guide that I really look forward to. Why? It's the opening of The Lion King. And uh, what is probably... Uh, one of the most anticipated uh, movies of the summertime. And uh, Evie Bear Carroll is going to be with me. Of course, she's host of Movie Guide TV. And uh, we're going to have a chat about their assessment uh, of um, The Lion King. 
Plus, I've seen quite a bit of negative reviews, so we're going to talk about that as well. And uh, got a little angle on that as to what is the people's opinion versus the critics over at Rotten Tomatoes. And so we'll have some fun with that as well. So, so much more to Bill Bunkley Show coming up in this second hour. I invite you to just uh, pull up a chair, get comfortable in the car, and we'll be right back. Culture, issues, society. This is Law and Justice with Jay Sacculo. I have a question here. I've been going to a correction institution giving services on Sunday. And I'm, for the last two years, there are kids from 14 to 19 years of age. They sent me a letter saying no more Sundays. I can only come on Tuesday nights. And these boys wanted so much to have a Christian service on Sunday. Do they have the right to have that? Well, I'll tell you something. They, you know, if, if there's any way to reach the needs of those, especially young people that are incarcerated, let me get you in touch with our lawyers here at the American Center for Law and Justice, and I'm going to see if I can get you some help on this right away because you should have the right to minister there. Um, it, you know, you can't mandate it. It's a prison, but they need to look at the public policy consequences on this. Find out more at ACLJ.org. That's ACLJ.org. There's no question you need omega-3s. But which form should you take? Fish oil or krill oil? Scientists have debated this for years. Luckily, there's a new solution to satisfy everyone. It's called Krill Omega 50 Plus. It combines ultra-pure fish oil and joint-soothing krill oil together in just one tiny pill. It's so powerful, it can promote the health of your heart and your arteries. And if that wasn't enough, it can also boost your joint comfort in just days. We're so sure Krill Omega 50 Plus will work for you. We'll even send you a free bottle to put to the test. The debate is over. It's not fish oil or krill oil. It's both. And now it's free. Just pay $4.95 for shipping and claim your free bottle. Call now. 1-800-340-5765. 1-800-340-5765. That's 1-800-340-5765. Did you buy into the timeshare lies? I can tell you that I had a four-year experience with a timeshare corporation who did nothing but lie to me. That's swapping locations was easy. They made this sound that this would be a really good deal, that I could go anywhere, anytime I wanted to. That never worked out. Timeshare lies. Thousands of timeshare owners know the feeling. I'm Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I worked for the largest timeshare company in the world. When I learned the truth about what they were selling, I quit my job and instead became the pioneer in helping folks get out of their timeshare contracts legally. I understand that trusting anyone after buying a timeshare is a difficult task. That's why I guarantee if we can't cancel your timeshare contract, you'll pay nothing. For a free information kit on how to cancel your timeshare, call Wesley Financial Group now. 800-656-1551. 800-656-1551. 800-656-1551. Saturday mornings at 8. Ask an attorney with Joe Pippen. 
If there's a mortgage still on it, then he owns uh, one half subject to the mortgage. If you pay the mortgage off and you want to be compensated for that, then just get him to sign a new mortgage or a promissory note to you so there's some, some proof that he owes you the money. Okay. I appreciate that. Ask an Attorney with Joe Pippen. Saturday mornings at 8 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com. You are Hey, we're back on a beautiful Friday afternoon, Chamber of Commerce weather. Yes, it is a little toasty out there, but after days and days and days of uh, something that uh, certainly didn't match Noah's flood, it's kind of funny that uh, we're going into a weekend. going to be a great family weekend, maybe a chance to go to the beach maybe early in the morning or maybe after 3 or 4 in the afternoon, but uh, summer is all about family. Well... Yes, now that I mentioned it, we're talking about families today. We're talking about big families, bring more families, um, and you got those big homes, and happiness is part of what bring families, uh, big families bring to the table. And to talk about that, Paul Batora, Vice President of Communications for Focus on the Family. And most of you know that this is our dedicated time each week to uh, bring in a, a topic from Focus to really have a chance to just understand uh, what God has for us in so many ways of life. And, again, that website is focusonthefamily.com, focusonthefamily.com. And twice a day during the week, you can catch Jim Daly's Focus on the Family program right here on AM 570-910 WTBN. Well, Paul, as you might remember, is uh, responsible for media relations, internal communications. If you're a guest, he'll relate that as well. And community relations to the ministry there in Colorado Springs. And uh, two decades of uh, very diverse experience in the news media, also broadcast journalism, publishing, nonprofit administration. He's been with Focus since way back in 1998. And so that tells you a little bit about uh, Paul's contribution to uh, what Focus on the Family is today. Several books are out there that I'd recommend as well. He's got three young boys, Riley, Will, and Alex. And, of course, uh, wife Julie keeps everyone together, including the four kids, including Paul. Paul, good to have you on our program this afternoon. Oh, it's always good to be with you, Bill, and happy Friday to you. Absolutely. Well, summertime is vacations, if uh, a family can budget that. Summertime is spending time with the family. And there's a richness in spending time with the family. And uh, somehow I think sometimes with so many households, with two folks that are working or one's a workaholic, you know, cutting back a little bit in the summertime when the kids are around, you're never going to get those times back. So kids, uh, families would have three, more than three kids today. If you have one, you're mocked by, you know, the culture. If you have three you're one of those religious folks. But, Paul, talk about the fact that bigger families, there's a lot of benefits in store for that. And, yes, it originated when people had farms and needed to have a lot of hands on deck to make the, the farm work. Talk about that. 
You know, Builder, yeah, thank you for, for the question. There's so much to talk about in this uh, with regards to this topic. It goes way back. Uh, you talk to agricultural days. Families were bigger, for sure, and, and a lot of it was for practical reasons. And now some might even argue that the reason families are smaller are for practical reasons, too, and people like to cite cost and and there's no doubt about it. it. It's expensive to have a family, but it's expensive to have one, two, or three children. And, and I'd almost make the argument that it's you probably doesn't cost you that much more to have four or five or six. I know large families out there can relate uh, to that. But I, I broached this topic because uh, I saw a, a study that came out recently that said that the size of your home does not correlate to happiness. And I, that doesn't surprise me. I mean, you and I would agree that um, having a larger home doesn't mean you're going to be happier. But the interesting thing in the study was that it's not the size of the home that makes people happy. It was that your home is bigger than everyone else's, mm. which is kind of an interesting mm. twist. And it reminded me of what C.S. Lewis wrote in Mere Christianity, where he said that that's, in, in essence, the, the definition of pride. And the definition of pride is not that you have so much, it's that you have more of what everyone else has. Um, and I think this is a challenge in a very materialistic world. Um, I think some people do cut back on kids in order to have more things. Um, I think we have to uh, really study our hearts and and uh, and really ponder that and and bring it to the Lord. And you know, Christians are just as guilty of this than folks out in the secular population, and uh, not all of them, but so many of them. Well, I want to make sure I want to live in a such and such subdivision because I want to make a such and such impression and it goes down the line. And when you end up starting with a uh, a materialistic goal, whether it's a boat, a car, a uh, vacation home or whatever, and uh, if it's something that just doesn't come along uh, first, recognizing that, hey, everything I have, including my cash, bank account, 401k, you know, it's not mine. It belongs to the Lord. And then second of all, to realize that once we buy in, and I tell you what, there is just influences every moment of the day that if we were really going to get to our quiet place and do what we're supposed to do and pray, maybe fast over big decisions, uh, look, when I was younger, Paul, you know, I wanted a cars, I wanted a house. And then uh, finally the Lord said enough and started it started just waking me up. So in some respects, that's, to me, when we talk about a big family, if you've got a big godly family and godly principles, living in the Proverbs, living in the Psalms, and you're teaching that to your children, uh, fortunately my dad died when I was uh, 16. And so, so many times, uh, whether, uh, even if it wasn't spiritual advice, just practical advice, but but I made some big mistakes, and people are making big mistakes now. And the trouble is, they keep making mistakes uh, into their fifties, sixties, and seventies. Talk about priorities here. Yeah, I mean that's the that comes to the bottom line of bottom lines. Um, you know, the reality is, marketers have always wanted to separate uh, us from our money, um, and we'll be very uh, easily uh, fallen prey to that type of attempt if we don't have our priorities straight. And uh, I think you're you're right. I think you have to. Take a big, deep breath and step back and say, okay, uh, what's most important to me? Because I think what your priorities are should be reflected in how you live, the job you take. Um, you know, there's, there's always debates about 
how you're going to spend your money, and that has to be a very personal decision every family has to make for themselves. Um, but, you know, in terms of in our family, I mean, we talk about how the Lord has to come first, and certainly with our tithing and, and how we allocate resources. And then, um, you know, we, we try and do our best to live within our means, don't carry a lot of credit card debt, um, take that vacation, but you have to plan for the vacation. You know, put a little bit aside every month or every couple of weeks so that when the time comes, and then take a vacation within your means. You know, maybe it's camping. There's nothing wrong with it. And most kids, and I can tell you, Bill, I bet you're the same way. When I look back on my childhood, um, we used to go and stay at a rustic cabin on a lake, a different lake every summer, different cabin, of course. And uh, it was not a great place when I think back now, but I loved it. <laughs> I loved every minute of it. And it didn't matter to me what, how many stars it got, how, what the rating was. It was time together, and, and those are the memories I hold. I think there's a lot of tendency these days to think we have to give our kids the best when really we need to give the kids the best of our time. Mm. You know, you talk about family. By the way, we're talking with Paul Batora, Vice President of Communications for Focus on the Family. That website uh, uh, is focusonthefamily.com, focusonthefamily.com. Every, every resource available to some of the challenges you may be happening, I bet you you'll find one there at Focus on the Family, including some counselors that get you started in the right direction. So we really want you to plug in. You know, when I think about big families or families in summertime, uh, look, I two things I want to comment on very quickly. Number one, my mom and my dad both were uh, Army Air Corps, served during the war, came back to Tampa. She was from Missoula, Montana. And uh, back then there was a builder here in central Florida by the name of Jim Walter. And Jim Walter had kind of like kit homes. And so... Uh, the house that I grew up in was on a half acre uh, by the Hillsborough River. It used to be Buffalo Avenue. Now it's Martin Luther King. I say that because folks here would recognize it. But, Paul, I grew up in an 800-square-foot frame house built by Jim Walter. Hmm. Um, two bedrooms. My brother was nine years or ten years older than I was. He and I shared one of the two very modest-sized bedrooms. Uh, then was the one bathroom. It was a two-bedroom, one bath. And then my parents' room was the next room over. We had uh, a living room and a kitchen, and as it started off, that was it. Now, later, uh, Dad put an addition on, so we had what we call here in Florida a Florida room. But when I take, uh, I mean, even my son, my 13-year-old, and when I take my son by the house, uh, which is now gone, I went one time to see it, and they bulldozed it for development that was a traumatic thing Mm -hmm. uh but the other houses were there and and my my son would say dad how how three of you lived in there i said yeah i said believe me and i said if i take you to new york city and see some of the high rises that that most people live in it's not there so i want to tell you that uh i've always been pretty modest And, and the other half of that you talk about going uh you know camping my mom was from Montana. We got in the car and drove from Tampa, Florida to Missoula, Montana every summer that I was growing up. Wow. And I got one year we would go north through New York City up to Canada across. The next time we'd go across the southern seaboard, El Paso, Texas, and up. The next time straight across. So two things. I got a chance to have these family relationships, memories in Yellowstone Park and Glacier Park, and memories of the chicken coops uh, with my mom's family side once we got up to Montana. And you can't take those away from me. And it had nothing to do 
with having all the toys, all the this, all the that. We lived in a modest house, saved up for that vacation. And I tell you what, I don't remember any kind of other type of uh, memories that had to do with anything ostentatious. And that goes to the point you're trying to make this afternoon. Yeah, I, that's right. And uh, I'll tell you, there's an elementary school right by our house, one of those schools that has a little marquee out front, and they always put quotes. And, and their last quote for the summer, uh, I just noticed this morning, was, uh, have a great summer, read and explore. And I thought that message is sort of intended for the kids, but it's a good message for adults. Uh, you can accomplish a lot like you did uh, by with very little. Um, again, it's that time together. It's that time to build the memories, to pick up the values from your mom uh, and and other members of the family. And um, that's, uh, I think, something we, we miss. You know, we're, again, we're drawn to glitz and glamour and, and keeping up with the Joneses. And uh, it's tempting. We Who doesn't like good things? Um, uh, you know, it used to be that when you ran out of money, you stopped. Now you can, you know, sell right. Plastic, that. plastic, plastic. Go into debt, right. And um, that's not fun. And it may be fun temporarily, but, um, again, living within your means is uh, is the way to go. And I think, uh, again, kids are not all that aware of, um, you know, one star to five star. They're, they're, they just want to be with one another. Yeah. And I want to tell you that when we went to Montana, uh, of course, we would stay, and back then it was a motel. And the early years, Paul, was when the cars didn't have air conditioning yet. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you, driving from Florida, where it takes a full day to get across Texas, and you get out to Arizona. Now, of course, we were more acclimated because air conditioning wasn't a part of life back, you know, late 50s, early 60s, till that happened. But I tell you, we would go to a modest motel, the kinds you see on the back roads. In the morning, uh, we always had a cooler. Mom, we would buy milk, and we would have things like mustard and ketchup or whatnot. But what we did to, on the budget that we have, we would get up, and breakfast would be at the hotel, and it was cereal, cereal and coffee. And we'd also bring our own coffee pot in case it wasn't there so we didn't eat out. And then every time we had lunch, whether it was peanut butter, bologna, whatever, uh, Mom would fix sandwiches in the car. We'd have the cooler for drinks, et cetera, et cetera. And then we would eat one meal out uh, a day, going and coming, and that was dinner. And so I didn't know anything different. But, you know, it was a lot of fun now just remembering back because it was an adventure. Now, you have uh, you come from a family that had, uh, what, seven in the family? Was that the? Uh, yeah, right. Okay. Now, what you have more than a couple people today, well, there's two things. People look at you and say, man, are all, are all those yours? Uh, I'll be praying for you. Or like me, you know, they'll go somewhere with Zach and they'll say, hey, what's your grandfather's name? <laughs> uh, well, uh, my grandfather's passed away, but my name is Bill. And then, then you have always an embarrassing time, and I let them off the hook. But talk about the fact that with, with a total of seven of you and the presumption like your situation, you're raising a healthy home. Uh, and, and all of you were close. Talk about that because I've got several. In fact, I just saw one at lunch here today. Um, had four or five kids, and man, the grandkids have all had like six or seven apiece. I mean, you, you got to have a wide angle lens when they do a family reunion picture. Talk about the benefits of having so many relationships, especially getting together in summer or getting together for Christmas, New Year's, or Thanksgiving. Talk about that. Yeah, I mean, there's a richness in that large family photo uh, for the reasons you cited. Um, 
um, you know, my mom always used to say that when you have a big family, you never run out of friends because there's always someone to play with. There's always someone to commiserate with, um, do things with. Um, you know, coming from a large family, I love we, we uh, as a family even now, do a monthly uh, conference call where everybody dials in and we just sort of update one another on what's going on in our lives. And, um, of course, there's a lot of texting, um, Facebook, uh, social media, uh, photo sharing, that sort of thing. And, you know, when you get older and you sort of start losing people in your family, whether it's mm, your parents, yes. grandparents, um, your siblings mean more. It, it's, it, I think that's not a surprise to anybody because that is really all you got. You know, yeah, sure, you have an extended family, but you share that common, common bond. But I'll tell you, even just practically speaking, coming from a large family, uh, I look back on that, and I'm sure, you know, I'm sure many of your listeners can relate to this. You know, I learned a lot. I learned that, number one, I'm not the, the center of attention. You know, I was never the star of the show. I was always a, a supporting actor. You know, we had big tables full of people. We had to share things. We had to learn how to share not only food but uh, airtime uh, with conversation. Um, you know, learned how to converse, learned how to compromise. Boy, you, you, any kind of positive quality is is magnified in a big family because it's necessary in order to to all get along. So when you're thinking about family size, these are the uh, wonderful benefits that come with large families. Again, maybe a little more expensive, but I think it's certainly worth every penny. Well, today, people are just spinning on something else. Now, by the way, we're talking to Paul Batora, FocusOnTheFamily.com, FocusOnTheFamily.com. Got a couple minutes left, but I wanted to, a lot of it, we, for some of it we've covered, but uh, Paul is an opinion writer for the Fox News Channel, and recently he wrote a piece, um, an opinion piece, uh, talking about that big families actually make you happier than big homes. Let's just Give us a little bit of a taste, and folks can go and research that that paper on Fox News. Talk about that. Yeah, well, I mean, it was based on this um, uh, McMansion uh, story that right. came out, talking about uh, you know McMan. I'm not really all that familiar with the term McMansion, you know, but it's these people who are building these large homes. They're kind of ostentatious. They're sort of homes that are larger than the neighborhood uh, would call for. And uh, the whole point of it is not so much that you need a big home to live in, but that you like the fact that you have a bigger home than everyone else. And I was sort of intrigued by that and kind of tackled the idea of whether or not, uh, you know, having more space can actually increase your happiness. And the reality is sort of like income, there's a point, you know, I think it's $75,000 is what I heard, that if Mm -hmm. you earn that much, getting more money won't necessarily increase your happiness. Now, it obviously makes some things more easy to afford, but again, if you're if you're thinking in terms of I'm going to get happier by making more money, increasing the size of my home, you really need to think again because statistically, and um, I think certainly spiritually, that just does not bear out. Mm. Well, I want to tell you that uh, Paul has just a, a vast array of wisdom on, on so many of these type of issues. And so I want to tell you that go to FocusOnTheFamily.com to connect with this and other issues. Paul has written many books, and you can research that as well. But remember that uh, we still got July and August, so there's time for you to put together a plan for your family for this weekend, uh, excuse me, this summer, and it doesn't have to be something that busts the budget. 
But uh, if you know you're not spending the kind of time with your loved ones, you know, now's the time to stop. Don't wait till next month or next year. Now's a good time to jump into it. And Paul Bator, we're out of time, but thank you so much that uh, you've spent uh, your afternoon with us. And uh, I know there's a lot to do in Colorado on a weekend, and so we hope that uh, you and your family has a good one as well. Well, thank you, Bill, and same to you. Always love being with you. God bless you. Good to see you. All right, going to take a quick time out, and then we head on out to uh, Hollywood and uh, Los Angeles. Dr. Ted Bear is going to be with us, and uh, he really likes Toy Story 4. We'll have, we'll have his review coming up in a moment. Don't go away. I'll be right back. W262CP, Bayonet Point. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. President Trump says Iran is nothing but trouble. But the president also says he thinks that the standoff with Tehran will eventually work out very nicely. Mr. Trump spoke to reporters at the White House on Friday as British Foreign Secretary Jeremy Hunt was confirming that Iran had seized one British and one Liberian flag vessel in the Strait of Hormuz. The Trump administration has told federally funded family planning clinics it may be willing to delay enforcement of a pro-life rule that bars them from referring women for abortions. Two people who attended meetings between the Department of Health and Human Services and clinic representatives told the Associated Press officials said there may be more time to comply. People spoke on condition of anonymity since there is no final decision. HHS says its policy has not changed. On Wall Street, the down by 68 points. The NASDAQ dropped 60, the S&P lower by 18. This is SRNU. We have reached the age where things just cost more. Cars, mm-hmm. phones, mm-hmm. life insurance. Your blood pressure is up. <laughs> Your weight is up. <laughs> You're one to talk. I have type 2 diabetes, so I'm getting dinged just like you. Thank goodness for Big Lou. Big Lou! Big Lou can get term life insurance rates for a 50-year-old male with type 2 diabetes or high blood pressure, or maybe he's on anxiety meds mm-hmm. for just around $200 a month for a million dollars of coverage. Oh, you got to say that again. Go ahead. Okay, I'll say it. Big Lou and term provider could get a 50-year-old man, a little dinged up, a million dollars in life insurance for around $200 a month. Call Big Lou. Big Lou. He's like you. 800-555-2085. That's 800-555-2085. Don't put it off. If you're overweight, diabetic, have high blood pressure, you gotta call Big Lou. Gotta. 800-555-2085. Write it down. 800-555-2085. Summer travel season's here. Now's the time to plan that family vacation you'll remember forever. Travel Cat's pre-planned packages make it so easy. Just pack your wardrobe. Whether you want to take that special trip to Washington, D.C., New York City, California, or go international, Travel Cat's will create the perfect worry-free trip within an affordable budget. Travel Cat's are the custom travel experts putting together unforgettable travel experiences. Call 352-277-7300 or visit TravelCats.com. That's TravelKATZ.com. Once upon a time, many years ago, customers would find your business with this big, thick book full of phone numbers and competitors' phone numbers. It was a heavy, cumbersome, yellowish-looking thing. I believe they called it a phone book. You'd place your ad in the book and hope customers would call. Hello? We've come a long way. 
Now, there's Salem Surround. We help deliver customers right to your front door with targeted digital marketing. These are the tools of the 21st century smart businesses use to succeed. And our team at Salem Surround can guide you through all the available options with the expertise to manage all your digital marketing under one roof so you can spend time taking care of your customers. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and some great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. With Salem Surround, there are no limitations on how and where you you can reach customers. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more at surroundtampa.com. Surroundtampa.com. Connecting you with new customers. You didn't sign up for a dull marriage. So get a free ebook from Family Life Stronger Forever, a six week plan to put the zing back in your relationship. Log on to our station website and use the keyword stronger. Again, it's free. You'll also be entered to win an adventure with your spouse on Family Life's Love Like You Mean It Marriage Cruise. For your free downloadable ebook and to enter to win the cruise, go to letstalkfaith.com, keyword stronger. In football, there's an end zone. But in life, each of us has a comfort zone, that personal space around us that should be protected and respected. A healthy relationship is one in which both parties are on an equal playing field and are comfortable with each other's interactions. It's important that we help our children set boundaries to learn what to do in an uncomfortable situation and to respect the boundaries of others. Dad, have a conversation with your kids. For five tips for teaching your kids about boundaries, visit allprodad.com. She gave me the stars, put them out of my reach. Cold little waters, a little too deep. Oh, I've never been so aware of my need. You keep on making me see. It's way beyond me. Hey, we're back. It's Friday afternoon. It means it's our regular segment with our great friends from out in Hollywood, the L.A. area, and I'm talking about Movie Guy. Yes, today's the big day. Lion King has hit the uh, the big theaters all across West Central Florida and across the country. And interesting enough, as uh, I've been looking at some of the reviews, boy, I tell you what, there are some folks that are taking some shots at uh, this latest story uh from lion king and so we're going to get the real scoop on uh, uh the interpretation and the thoughts from our experts at movie guide and today we're honored to have the host of movie guy te uh, tv i should say and that's uh, ebby bear carroll and she's with us today in fact she's kind of shoehorning us in uh between uh, some other live interviews she's going to be doing uh, for the website so make sure that when you go to movieguide.org and you're not only drilling down on uh, the movies that you want to get a very thorough interpretation of and evaluation uh, and the articles that uh, you get a chance to see, hey, make sure you also look at the videos for uh, Movie Guide TV and uh, you will see Evie. And Miss Evie, on this Friday afternoon, thank you for being with us again. Thank you for having me. Well, let's go ahead and talk about the big elephant in the room, even though it's probably a big (laughs) lion. But we're talking about Lion King, which is a live-action remake of the popular 1994 animated series. As uh, Simba the Lion has grown up, 
and uh, now has to, well, I don't know if I'm going to say what he has to do uh, because it might be a plot spoiler. But uh, have you noticed that some of the reviews have not been uh, exactly stellar? Yeah, you're right. People have had a lot of mixed feelings on it. Um, you know, for me, I grew up with this movie. It was one of the movies that I really loved as a kid. It was um, the original one, 1994. And so, um, you know, you have that, that people are kind of tied to it in some way. You know what I mean? And so, but I... we. We enjoyed it. We gave it a good review. Um, I gave we gave it a, a good, um, you know, quality. It, it was very well done. And like you said, this is a, a a live action, but it's still about a talking lion. So it's a modern day live action where they have the computer graphics doing, you know, the lion talking. Um, so uh, you know, if you're tied to it, if you're t- tied to your childhood, or you know, you remember your kids loving the movie. Um, you you might think one way or another of this remake, but I did enjoy it. I thought it was well done, and there's some great scenes in there. And, again, we're talking about Lion Feet, Lion Feet, Lion King this afternoon with uh, Evie Bear Carroll. And that website is movieguide.org, movieguide.org for the full review. Again, quality four stars, content plus one. Now, I understand nostalgic. And um, I enjoyed the original 1994 production. Uh, Mrs. Bunkley and I were blessed uh, several years after that to actually see uh, The Lion King, the play on Broadway. And uh, that was very rewarding and entertaining as well. Uh, We did not, uh, I thought that I might be able to see Lion King before we had a chance to chat today, but uh, wasn't able to pull it off. So I have not seen it. But... You know, when I go to see a movie that is a remake, I don't necessarily expect it to be better than the original. I don't Uh necessarily expect it to be worse. I just uh, expect to go see it. But what what I'm reading from some of these these critics, I mean, I guess, you know, being a critic, uh, present company excluded, but being a credit, uh, you know, one that's going to be a credit, it's kind of like clickbait on the Internet. You know, Mm -hmm. if you don't say something controversial, no one's going to maybe read your article. But um, even without uh, me seeing it, I I really thought that uh, some of these, you know, uh, one was uh, Lion King ruined by fake live action. Another one, the Lion King remake, calling it unnecessary. Um, And by the way, I am wholly uh, suggesting for all of our audience to go see Lion King. And the only reason why we're spending a few moments talking about this because it wasn't a critic here and there. Uh, they were sort of spread out. And even, and you may not be aware of this, but um, Beyonce uh, was even taken to task uh, by somebody saying she did a horrible job with her song. I mean, it, it is just, it's like they're unloading on this thing. And I'm like, first of all, with no, no, do disrespect i mean it is just a movie i mean it isn't it's a movie and so let's take it in context and uh to some degree give it a break because lion king was such a such an impactful movie to start with anytime you come back and try and pick it up that's going to be quite a challenge but Mm -hmm. i i think our families will be a little more lenient uh once they see it this weekend 
uh, than, than some of these critics are. But, you know, it's kind of like life in America. If you're not complaining about something, you know, maybe you wouldn't think it was America. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Everybody wants, you know, with the age of the Internet, everybody can have an opinion and they can put it out there for audiences audiences to read. But um, And they want to be able to have a creative new, um, you know, commentary or cri- critique about something. But the thing about um, this movie is that it had a lot of great morals to it. I mean, if you even if you look at the 94 version, it has a lot of great morals, but it's just, you know, this is repeating it for the younger audiences now and the morals of, you know, Simba, you know, little Simba, he's supposed to be the king. And he um, eventually, and his father says, you're going to be a king. Um, And he's kind of got this pride because now he wants to be the king. And uh, Scar kind of convinces him to do something, puts his father in a bad position, and ultimately, you know, Mufasa dies. But it's the act of sacrifice. It shows a parent sacrificing, and that symbolism showing it to Simba, you know, it's a great sign of sacrifice. Those are some great morals of, um, you know, then Simba goes away, and he does that Akuna Matata, like we know that song. It's like caring for yourself and only doing for your, things for yourself and um, not having a care for other people. But he's got to learn that he has to step up to the plate and go back and help his people and be compassionate and be um, selfless. And so there's some great themes. And, um, you know, I do want to say that for kids, for younger audiences, this is more, it looks more real. Obviously, there's computer graphics, but I think kids might get a little scared at the hyenas. They've made them scarier in this one um, than the 94 version, and Scar himself is a, a little bit more scary. So I do want to say that younger children kind of be cautious for that. And if your child gets scared, you know, easily, um, be mindful of that and read the review and see what's in there on the website because we have a you know more detailed review of it. But there are some great themes there, and um, you know everybody can be people can be critical about everything now. <laughs> it's on the internet and have a voice about everything, but really we try to analyze it from a bunch of different perspectives on our on our um, website. Um, you know the worldview that everybody actually perpetuating and this one's a moral worldview let me ask you a question and i can't even believe i'm going to ask you this question Mm -hmm. um you saw it when you were younger it was very impressionable Uh did did you have any misgivings that uh simba grew up i mean because sometimes like i know when i watched the wizard of oz and i remember how little i was when I watched uh, The Wizard of Oz. And, I mean, it was the annual Christmas, one of the annual Christmas movies, you know, we look forward to. So even now as I'm growing up, when I see anything about The Wizard of Oz that's, like, modern, like the Broadway play or anything, I mean, it just doesn't do it for me. And, and I wonder, from your perspective, uh, were there any of those feelings? Because that, that might really draw out what's really happening with our critics. And, and I'm going to share, I've never yeah. done this. I'm going to share the difference between uh, the audience and the critics in a minute with Rotten Tomatoes online. But how about that? Was that – did you have any think, sort of regrets about him being grown up? I, I think I think you do have a point, and I think people are, feel tied to it. Um, I don't have – you know, I enjoyed it, and I think you have to take it for what it is. And I think you definitely have a great point about that, and people kind of feel tied to it because they grew up with it and all this kind of stuff. But I think – 
back to what you said before. It is a movie, you know, this is yes. entertainment. So just take it as entertainment, something that can you can enjoy for, you know, the 90 minutes or however precisely long it is, um, you know, 118 minutes. Um, so just take it for what it is and enjoy it for those those minutes. And um, I think people get so tied to things, but, um, but you know, that's kind of my thought on that. All right. Hey, make sure you go right now to movieguide.org, movieguide.org, because this is the reliable review of all movies that uh, we hold to here on the Bill Bunkley Show. But just to give you one parting um, word of encouragement, and I, I, I don't think I've ever looked on Rotten Tomatoes before because I don't normally even worry about secular evaluation of movies. But just to give you an idea of what we're talking about and encourage you, uh, Lion King critics' con, um, consensus, uh, Rotten Tomatoes, 55%, I guess, gave it a thumbs up. That's of the critics. And the audience score, and by the way, the critics, uh, 254 critics uh, came in at 55%. But how about the audience? A lot of folks have already gone out and see it. Verified ratings, 3,785 on Rotten Tomatoes. And guess what? The audience gives it an 89, okay? Wow. So that just tells you that, folks, you will be entertained. You don't need to be discouraged by any of these reviews. You know, by the way, if it if it didn't meet your expectations, that's okay. But I just think it's getting a little bit of the over-the-top bum rap, and I don't know whether it's nostalgia or what. But anyway, I wholeheartedly, and I know uh, Evie does as well, we encourage you that uh, if your family budget uh, will suffice, Opening weekend's always a great time to go see it. And so uh, I know our family's going to see it. Uh, a little bit of scheduling issues uh, right now, but uh, we encourage you to do that as well. If you're just joining us, you're listening to our weekly segment with Movie Guy. And again, I highly recommend movieguide.org uh, to be on your home or office PC. Download also the app for uh, Movie Guide, uh, either for your iPhone or your Android platform phone. And that's because so oftentimes, you know, maybe you're not thinking about going to the movie and you and a family are out or you're at the mall. Hey, I heard about that movie. I wonder if that's good. Uh, you know, we got our seven-year-old and our eight-year-old in tow. Well, you, you can just take your phone out and go right to movieguide.org on the app and uh, take a quick review. And uh, who knows, maybe that's something that uh, you know in your prayer life and your family and godly standards that wouldn't be a good movie for you. That's why I want you to keep those downloaded. And start adding, when you go to movieguide.org, take a look at those videos uh, with uh, my guest, uh, Evie Bear Carroll, and she's the host of Movie Guide TV. Well, Breakthrough was uh, a great, great, great movie and a great story. Um, And uh, I was really moved by the story. And uh, we've got some news that that if folks want to go ahead... A lot of folks can't afford to go to the movies with the prices these days or hit it before the matinee. A lot of folks wait for the DVD to come out. And so, Evie, talk about that because those who've heard about Breakthrough, well, your day has arrived. Yes. Now, this is on DVD, so it's it's just released on DVD on Tuesday. And so that's kind of a great option if you can't get to the theaters because this is a whole family can enjoy Breakthrough. It has a lot of faith in the movie. Um, It was a faith movie and what breakthrough is is a true story about a small family um a young boy he's middle school age he is kind of having troubles with his parents um and then 
you know, one moment he's out with his friends and on the ice, playing on the ice. And, you know, someone says, don't play on the ice. I get off the ice. And so, uh, you know, he falls through the ice. Um, the boy's name is John, and he falls through the ice, and um, he's, they can't find him for 30 minutes. He's under the ice, right? And so um, one of the, one of the you know, the people, Coast Guard, I guess, technically comes over and is trying to find him, and he prays. He, he feels a sign that he, he knows where he is. They're able to get him out, and um, he's then taken to a hospital. But then at that point, it's like him in the hospital. He's kind of unconscious. And his mom is just praying over him, praying over him, and praying that he wakes up from the state and, you know, be back to how he was. Um, and so it's a very, um, you know, faith-filled movie, and it's for the whole family. It's, you know, it's got a heavy themes or whatever, so I, I'm not sure younger audience, much younger kids are going to really, you know, enjoy it. But uh, there's nothing necessarily wrong about it, but um, kind of your middle schooler and up, like, might be more interested in the concepts in the movie, but um, you know we gave it a great, um, great quality, and we gave it, a, you know, plus one and a four star. So we say it's a good one for the families, especially if you can't make it out to the theater this weekend. You could rent this on DVD or um, Apple, you know, iTunes, right. rent it and stuff like that. Right. What I want to tell you what I liked about it is is that so often, and by the way, a true story, a faith true story. Uh, they're always my my best, but you know, oftentimes uh, a screenplay can differ either ever so slightly or ever so widely with the people and the events of the real story. What I liked about Breakthrough was, and I want want to be, I don't want to be misunderstood, but especially, uh, and I can't recall her name, but the young lady who was cast as the mother, Christy uh, Met, yeah, yes, Christy. Um, me no disrespect, but you know, oftentimes Hollywood will take a story, and man, it's just the GQ girls, the G two GQ guys, <laughs> and they're the ones in it. And uh, you can't get more down the home, down home, or more one of us than than her and the role that she played. And uh, that's what I, I really liked about that movie because, uh, you know, for those of us who are followers of Christ, it's important that, uh, you know, we don't get so carried away with Tinseltown. But uh, for me, that helped this movie to be much more realistic. And, uh, uh, and again, support the movie by the purchasing of the DVDs because, you know, attending these movies on opening weekend, and if you can't do that, uh, picking up a copy of the DVD, that really helps, uh, helps the effort. Well, we got a couple of minutes left uh, talking to Evie Bear Carroll uh, with MovieGuide.org. And we got an article I want to hit for a second, Three Things Christians Should Know About Stranger Things. I even kind of shudder. That's Tess, uh, Tess Ferran, which has uh, written this. Tell us about this article. So Stranger Things, if you don't know what Stranger Things is, then I'm surprised because it's a very popular show on Netflix. Um, it's a streaming show, and they just came out with their third season. So um, probably every high schooler you know or anybody knows is watching this show. It's very popular, and, you know, older audiences too. So, But this, we kind of wrote this article so, like, um, parents kind of know what's in the movie, um, I mean, what's in the TV show um, that their kids are watching, or, you know, if you're interested in the show yourself. Um, Stranger Things is based in the 80s, and it's sci-fi, and it really takes a lot of the uh, nostalgic sci-fi things that you've seen in other um, sci-fi movies from the 80s. Um, So 
it deals with other dimensions. And this is a big concept in sci-fi. They love to do the other dimension um, and where things are happening in a different dimension as as something else is happening in reality. You know what I mean? And yeah. so this is kind of a sci-fi concept if people are enjoy sci-fi. That's definitely in this movie. Um, I mean, in this TV show, I'm sorry, I keep saying movie. Um, but it's really, you know, these TV shows are so character-driven, and you follow the characters for um, long periods of time, so you kind of get intertwined with it. Um, and the other thing about this season that we've noticed, and we actually have a little graphic on our website, that there's way more cursing and swearing mm. in this one. Um, so just for people to be aware of that, um, these are teenagers, you know, younger teenagers that are the characters of this TV show, and they're just, you know, cursing a lot more in this one. So be aware of that. And there's also, it's more violent than kind of the other season. So, um, you know, I would encourage um, listeners to go to the website and check out the article. And then we have a further movie, you know, a further review of the show on our website. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, I would just stay away from it, but that's my point of view. But make sure you go to movieguide.org, read the full article, Three Things Christians Should Know About Stranger Things. That, Lion King, and Breakthrough, all of that. Uh, Evie Bear Carroll, thanks so much for being with us, and uh, we've got to say goodbye for today. But thank you so much for uh, your time. Look forward to our next chat. Thank you so much. See you soon. All right, that'll wrap up the Bill Bunkley Show. I am Mrs. Bunkley and Zach. Well, we're going to be out of town all next week, and so uh, we're going to be taking a little vacation. Going to be up at a Trail Life National Conference, and we'll give you a report on that when we come back. Coming up next, my pastor, Dr. Ken Witten, on today's edition of Living Truth. Good Friends, part two of two. That's coming up in a moment. I'm Bill Bunkley. As we celebrate Apollo 11 this weekend, thanks for listening, and we'll see you in about a week and a day. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.